Welcome to Real Estate Power Talk, episode number three, hosted by Blake Hawkins and Jessica Holcomb. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing confidence, the third podcast in our series around mindset. In the first one, we talked about mindset. The second one, we talked about personal development. And today, we're just going to be going over confidence and how our confidence is affected in our business, in our lives, and in our personal lives, and also, you know, how it would affect how we do business. So, Blake, why don't you share with us some thoughts about what you feel confidence is? To me, confidence is, um, at the core nature, is certainty. So certainty in a situation, certainty in your ability to be able to handle challenges, um, certainty in your ability to be able to produce results, um, or just certainty overall as far as you know what a situation looks like and, and how it's going to play out. So to me, confidence at the core of confidence, it, it's just it's just having it's having certainty. Okay. Yeah, that's I mean that's I know it's simple, but that's kind of what I that's how that's how I view confidence. What about yourself? How do you view confidence? I view confidence as being true to yourself, being authentic about your own thoughts and feelings about what you want for yourself and for your life and the decisions that you're making and the environment that you're in. Um, And I think also being confident is knowing that you deserve to have your own perception and that we are all basically each person has their own personal self, unique self that is valuable, you know, and no one's perception is wrong. It's just theirs, Mm. you know? And so to me, when you have your personal perception of anything, being confident is knowing that it is okay if no one else is agreeing with you, you know, and maybe you might have some people disagreeing with you and letting you know they disagree with you. Right. But being truly confident to me is standing true to yourself, you know, and accepting everyone else's um, reactions, but being confident in your, in your own mindset of how you want things to go, you know, or. So just, just standing uh, true to your, to what you view as a situation and, and not backing down. Not, it's not about, you know, backing down. I just feel like being confident can be, having your own view- viewpoint and maybe agreeing to disagree sometimes. Okay. You know? Yeah, that and makes that's sense. Okay. <laughs> no, it is for sure. What would confidence not be to you? Confidence um I think a lot of times it it it, it gets played out as being you know loud or you know a showboat or you know uh, bigger than a situation or you know, just this aura about it. But to me, that's not confidence. It's... Uh, no, that's putting up a front, probably. Yeah, it's putting up a front. I mean, I think sometimes people do believe that, though. I mean, they believe in all that. But that's. I, I just think that's a misperception of what confidence is, you know. So, um, and I've been guilty of it before. And that's how you, that's how you know what it's not. Um, so confidence to me, what it's not is um, just feeling like, you know, you're above a situation or you, you can, um, you know, take the easy path or you can take, uh, shortcuts, um, because you got it all figured out or, 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 or it's, it's, it's not, you know, sometimes we'll have this idea that we know everything about a situation. 
um, or a project or some, it doesn't matter what it is. And, and we block out all other input because we have it all figured out. Um, so, and, and I think that's because we have a false sense of confidence, you know, um, you know, so I, there's a thin line, right? But I think that's, to me, that's, that's, uh, that's how I view what, what confidence is not. Okay. Yeah. What about yourself? Um, I would say confidence is not basically being okay with people maybe disagreeing with you, you know, and letting it get to you, letting it get you down whenever people might be maybe not agreeing with everything that you're doing and everything that you're saying, you know, and, and maybe you can take on their feelings too much, even though it's against everything that you believe in. And, and then it reduces your confidence a little bit, you know? Mm. Okay, cool. You know, so, um, have you ever experienced low confidence in your life? Absolutely. Yeah, all the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I think that's reality, right? And if you're not experiencing lack of confidence, you're, you're not challenging yourself. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, I, um, I experience lack of confidence. I mean, and to me, because my definition of confidence is certainty. So if I go into a situation and I lack certainty, I'm going to feel unconfident you know but those are just my emotions um but if if i keep following through with actions then you know deep down i do have a sense of confidence that's going to play out in my favor or in a positive favor but i i feel uncertain i feel unconfident you know um so yeah i feel unconfidence weekly really daily Really? Hourly, what what would be a situation where you felt a low confident moment? It could be anything. So, for instance, recently, you know, it could be as simple as um, dealing with a a transaction or a deal, and and you know, you're there's there's issues with the seller, and um, you know, the seller is fickle, and they're back and forth, and they're wishy washy, and they're up and down, and and they're yes and they're no, and. And so that creates uncertainty for me, right? It creates uncertainty for me. And then, but I have other people that are involved in this deal that are looking to purchase the property, and, and I'm connecting dots. And so I got to go back to that person with confidence that we're going to move forward, even though I, I feel unconfident. Yeah. But see, but those are just emotions. Yeah. You know, and so I don't put a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of stock in all that. Well, you know? I feel like. Anytime you have your first deal, that can make you feel pretty unconfident and nervous because you don't know what you don't know, you know? True. And so I remember the first time I sold a house, I was, it was the third day that I started working and um, I didn't know, I didn't know how to do the paperwork, Mm. you know, but I guess I didn't even worry about it till I crossed that bridge you know, and my manager trained me. Um, I shadowed her on the first day and the second day. And on the third day, she left and she, a client walked in. So I just mimicked everything that she told me and ended up helping someone pick out a lot and they wanted to buy it. They wanted to build a house on it. So awesome. I remember calling her and saying, Hey, 
you know, what do I do? I have somebody that wants to buy a house. And she said, what? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Uh, the contracts are in the bottom left drawer, <laughs> you know? So right. I grabbed one and I told the clients, look, this is my first sale. I am so sorry. I have no idea what this paperwork says, but can we just read it together? And so we read the whole entire contract. It took us about, I mean, maybe five hours or something. Wow. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> but they were engineers and they loved it because they were going to read it all word for word anyways. Right. You know, so it was really great because we spent some time. I got to know word for word what that contract actually meant because if I didn't understand it they would explain it to me <laughs> right right so um I mean but I I felt very you know I didn't know what was going to happen you know and I didn't feel confident about any of it but I kind of just went with the flow of it and well, then we figured it out along yeah. the way well I think you I think you know you took control right and so I think for me um if I'm in a situation and I'm lacking certainty, which I correlate with confidence, you know, um, I think it's better to take take control of the situation. I think the only way you can take control of a situation when you lack confidence is to just own it like you did. And you sit down and you tell them, hey, listen, this is my first transaction. I don't understand how to do contracts. So you're, you're, you're taking control of the situation versus I think you would feel – more anxiety and unsure uncertainty about it if you try to pretend that you knew contracts. Right. And I've been guilty of that. I right? mean, we all have. We all pretend we know what's going on. Yeah. But we don't. But a, I mean, but that's a terrible feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, not a fun and well, place and, to and so be. I'm I'm adopting this mindset, and it's honestly it's freeing, where you're like I don't know nothing. You know what? And and, and, and and people respond better to that. Actually, people can handle the truth. They don't like it when you lie. Yes. You know, so if you're just honest with them up front and let them know, hey, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I'm going to figure it out. Absolutely. You know, and they're happy with that. They're exactly. fine with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. So what did you do to increase your confidence when you were in a low confidence moment? Well, anytime I'm in a low confidence moment, I just, I need to simplify everything. So for me... It's just simplifying everything to the task at hand. Um, say I'm in a, a project or, or I'm in a transaction or a, a real estate deal or I'm doing a new, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. And if I'm feeling low confident, what am, what can I do right now that I can control? Whether it's making a phone call, whether it's you know contacting a, a, a certain person or finding the right information that I need to uh, obtain to be able to understand things better. So for me, the only way that I, I gain confidence, which I, like I said, I correlate that with certainty is I just simplify everything down to the easiest task. And I, I, I do my best not to look too far into the future because with all that uncertainty, plus looking out to the future, it causes, it causes even more um, anxiety or un, un, you know, being unsure about the situation. So I think this, you just have to simplify and you just have to focus on what you can do right now. That, yeah. that gives you a sense of control and certainty. Yeah. I find myself reading or studying up whenever I don't feel confident in something that I need to be doing soon or mm. maybe have a presentation or speak in front of a bunch of people or um, maybe even, you know, weekly. I'm a team leader, so I'm always looking for ways to motivate and inspire my team. Right. So 
Um, I'm constantly, you know, um, looking for just ideas and ways to inspire them and motivate them and be the leader that they need me to be, you know. And so, you know, the ways that I increase my confidence would be to continue to learn, you know, about anything that I'm working on. Okay. That makes sense. So um, what ways do you maintain a confident demeanor even when you are not feeling confident? Hmm. Well, I, I think once again, you just, sometimes you just have to go through the motions, you know? I mean, there's times when you're, you're not going to feel confident. And, and, and how do you portray a confident demeanor? I don't know. I mean, you just, I think you just simplify, you know? And, you, and, and, and for me, this is just for me. I, I, I need to think less. So if I'm feeling unconfident, how do I portray a confident demeanor? I just need to do more. And the more I do, the better I feel. Yeah. You know? I think whenever you get stuck worrying about the past or the future instead of staying present, that's when you can really get into yeah, trouble. I agree. 100%. And I think, I think that's what you have to do. And you just have to just stay in action. Um and and confront the beast. So whatever's whatever is is causing you fear, um, I think you just have to confront it, and and, yeah. and then you'll you'll be able to overcome it. Eat that frog from Brian Tracy. Eat the frog. <laughs> Kill it. Eat it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you know, whenever I'm not feeling very confident, um, you know, I'll I'll force myself to go through the motions. Yeah. I mean, there's times where I'll have a meeting or I'll have something that I just really am not up for it, you know, but I'll do it anyways. You know, like there's, I think Tony Robbins calls it, you know, um, choosing your state. You know, you you know where your goals are, you know where you want to be, you know what you need to do. And so you just do what you need to do, you know, right. and I feel like successful people do things even when they don't feel like it. They don't cancel appointments. They right. don't, you know, just not go because they don't want to get out of bed that day or they don't, you know, they, they get up and they do it. They just take care of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And well, and, and once you, once you, for me, I think once you just start doing it, the action itself, you, you, I, you know, once I'm present, I'm never not confident. And I think that applies to everybody when you're, when you're fully present it's really hard not to be confident, you know. So I agree with you. You just have to. Sometimes you have to go through the motions to get you going in the right direction, and then once you get plugged into what you're doing, um, you know, drink a, a Red Bull, drink a Bang, <laughs> coffee, whatever your your caffeine, and then and then get going, man. Just make it happen. Yeah. Have you caught yourself confidence destroying versus confidence building? And what did you do? Yes. Um, so I, I encounter this a lot when 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 I'm feeling a lot of external pressure, and I feel once again, you know, I'm it's not necessarily a, true, but this is how I feel. I feel like there's all these things coming at me. I got all these external challenges and motive, and, and things uh, pressing against me. I will catch myself um, overcomplicating things, and and maybe you know you consider that self sabotaging or confidence destroying however you want to put it. So I do catch myself doing that quite often. And it's usually when I'm overwhelmed with pressure or overwhelmed with um, some sort of external, you know, thing or challenge or whatnot. So when that happens, I do catch myself making things more difficult than what they need to be. And, um, 
you know, I'm just working on it. You just become aware of it. And like I said, I think for me now, I'm, I'm, my default is just I simplify. You know, just simplify it. And, and, and So share a story of when you've done that. Okay, the most recent one. Think of one. Um, I mean, most recently, I mean, there's so many. Um, most recently, I mean, two real estate deals that are going on at the same time, and I got challenges with the sellers at the same very time and challenges with the buyers at the same time. Um, and at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, uh, coach new team members. At the same time, I got to generate new leads, you know. At the same time, you know, there's there's family. I mean, there's all kind of, right? Yeah. It's life, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this is – everyone – faces this stuff, right? And so, and especially in the business that we're in, we're in a business where you can't just wake up and get paid for just showing up. Yeah. You know, and so I think a lot of people that have jobs like that, and I'm not knocking it, they have a hard time understanding people that are self-employed or people that are in sales or people that are business owners because those people have to wake up and every single day matters. Yeah. Every day matters. Every day is critical. Every day. You know, now there was actually, I've only worked one job where I was paid hourly my whole life. So, but every other job I've had was commission based. So, but when I had that job, I was working in a warehouse. There was days I zombied out the whole day. I don't even know what happened. (laughs) I'm just sweeping and I'm moving boxes. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm getting paid, right? I, I'm not trying. I'm not putting effort. I'm not. I'm not. But when you're a, when you're self-employed, you're a business owner, or you're in sales. Every day matters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's critical. You know, so be with those situations and with that type of job, with that type of work, there's going to be pressure. So what did you do? You just simplify. How did you simplify? What can I do right now? What do I have control? What do I have control of? Yeah. Can I call somebody? Can I get help? Seriously, I'm at a point now where, you know, I used to be, you know, worried about, you know, oh, and people are helping me. I don't want people to. No, help me. <laughs> I will take it and use it. <laughs> You've learned how to receive help. Huh? I will receive help. And because I see the bigger picture now, right? So who, who can I call for to generate business? Who can I call to help me in a project? Or what my challenge? What information can I obtain that's going to give me more clarity and more certainty? Who can I connect with that's going to move me further down my path? Those things make me feel better mm-hmm. because those things allow me to have control again. Once you're, you're out taking of taking con- action, and you're taking action, what what about you? What do you do in that situation? I mean, I feel like you know there are times where I find myself destroying my confidence. Because I'm beating myself up, you know, because I can be a perfectionist. <laughs> and uh, everyone, you should see his face right now. He's nodding profusely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, because I'm such a perfectionist, I do want things to go well, you know. And, for example, you know, I have my team and they set their goals, you know, and they tell me, I want to do this. I want to do that. We set our goals every year. And then when they don't achieve them, you know, I, I look at myself, you know, what could I have done better? How can I have been a better leader for them? You know, if, if they fail, then I fail. 
you know, because my goals are their goals and I want them to succeed and I want them to meet their goals, you know? And so sometimes, you know, I find myself getting disappointed, you know, because I have to continue to motivate them to keep trying and to keep climbing that ladder, you know? And, um, so sometimes I just, you know, I, I, I take it upon myself as it's my fault, you know, or whatever. But then, um, you know, in those situations, I start thinking about it and I read leadership material and stuff like that. And I realize, you know, it's not, you know, it's not me um, necessarily, you know, because right. it takes two and you can provide all of the tools and all of the systems and all of the motivation and the inspiration. But at the end of the day, they have to climb the ladder. You know, I can't drag them up it. Right. You know, and so if they want to meet their goals, if they're truly committed to them, they're going to meet them. And for those that are not committed, you know, obviously we all know who they are because they're not, they're not meeting their goals, you know, (laughs) but, you know, I think we had talked earlier about a time when you um, were selling cars and your manager was handling people over promising. Yeah. So, you know, in the car business, everybody that's in the car business knows how this works. Every, every day you have a morning meeting. Okay, 9 a.m. So all the cell guys are going to be in the conference room and the GM's going to be there. And um, it's going to be, you know, half a, a rah rah speech and then it's going to be half accountability. And so the first day of every month, you know, you'd have 30, cell guys, 30 sales guys all in the, crunched up in the same room and the GM would go around to uh, across the room and ask, you know, hey, Johnny, what's your goals? Billy, what's your goals? Well, you know, so and so on, right? And um, this particular GM was, um, he was pretty good, man. He was pretty good at, at setting goals and he was, he was good at, you know, hitting the targets. And so he took what these guys said pretty seriously and he, and he, he kept everyone accountable. And uh, so anyways, he started seeing a trend and, and I saw the trend too, you know, where you would have a guy that would sell eight cars each month consistently, but then on the first day of the month, he'll say, you know, his, his goal is to sell 25 cars, you know, and, and you, you start seeing that across the room. Oh, my goal is to sell 25 cars, 30 cars. And, and he finally got to a point where he would just start calling people. I was like, no, that's not your goal. You know, you sold eight cars last month. Your goal is to sell 10. And he was being right because that really wasn't their goals. They were just saying something that would sound good. Mm-hmm. So that really wasn't their goal. So... Really, if they continue, if they consistently sell eight cars a month, their goal is probably eight cars, but they don't want to tell you that. Mm-hmm. So they say, "Oh, my goal is 20. <laughs> because it sounds good to them, and it also sounds good with everybody else, right? Yeah. So I think some of it is, you know, in a situation like that where if people, you know, start saying goals, I think you, you know, is that really your goal? You know? Well, I feel like people set goals and they really want their goals. They do, but how bad do they want it? You know? Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, you might want, you know, to make six figures really bad. Right. But are you committed to it? Right. Is the next question. You know, like right. how do you commit yourself to something when you set a goal? You know, because there's times in my life before where I, you know, wanted to do something and I said, Yes, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this thing or set a goal. And then I just didn't do anything about it because I really, my heart wasn't into it, you know? 
Um, but when my heart's in it and I commit to it and I say to myself, I'm going to complete this task, like your 57-day fitness challenge, by the way, I'm seven days in, 50 more to go, yes. <laughs> working out every day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been really fun, actually, and I feel really good. And I feel like it's definitely a challenge, you know, because there's no rest days. But um, I committed to it. I'm right. going to do it. My friend is going to do it. She's my accountability partner. We're doing it together. And that helps a lot, too. I feel like if you have good accountability partners in your life for business, you know, you can kind of bounce these kind of things off with them, you know? Yeah. To me, to me, commitment feels good, you know? Um, and, you know, I'm doing the 57-day. Obviously, I have to do it since I wrote it. But, <laughs> you know, I'm doing it also. And... It just feels good to commit, and, and I've started noticing that I'm, I'm more more on point and more sharp with other things in my life. It that gives has, you confidence. It gives you confidence. Commitment leads to confidence. Because you're taking action. And it, action, because commitment leads to certainty. Yeah. You know, so just being wholehearted and, and all in, I think is so, so important. I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So how does confidence correlate to business and life and relationships? How it correlates? Well, you know, it's everything. (laughs) It's everything. No, I mean, it's... Well, I mean, kind of like how... Okay, so you wrote the 57-day fitness mission. Right. You committed to it. Yep. I committed to it. Yep. Um, My friends committed to it. Yes. Um, Obviously, when you commit to that, you know, you're setting goals. You're planning your day out. Every every day, every of the week, right? To make sure that you can hit that goal, right? So, like in this example, I mean, it's affecting my personal life because I set this goal. Obviously, this is my personal health, right? Yes. But what the steps that I'm taking can be correlated to business because right. I'm I'm sitting there messaging my friend all the time. Hey, so tomorrow's going to be. A weight training day. You know, we need to hit the gym and they close at five. It's right, Sunday. Right. So I'm planning ahead and I'm figuring it out. Like, okay, what time are we going to go between our schedules, you know, so that right. we both can get it done. And on the cardio days, you know, she can do it at her home gym. I can do, I can go anytime I'd like, but we plan it out. We, we figure it out, you right. know? So like if you were to set a goal in business, for example, you know, I think what a lot of people do is they wake up, they get their coffee, they go to work, they sit at their desk, they open their computer, they get distracted by all the emails and texts that they get so far for the day, they get on social media for another 15 minutes or an hour, and then all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock already. And then they're like, okay, so I wanted to do these goals um, but I guess I ran out of time already for today, so I'll push that off to the next day. Right, right. You know, because I have to go do this in the afternoon, and I got to go work out. Yeah. And it's about to be lunchtime, so they're not really committed. You know, like, and I'm guilty of this, right? Like, this is something that's happened to me before, right? So, yeah. I mean, what do you do to commit to your business goals? You know, like, how do you overcome that to where? You're hitting your goals, and you're planning ahead, and you're getting it done. So for me, um, I think in the beginning, it's going to be challenging for everybody because you know, whenever you start something new, whether it's a fitness program or 
a, um, a business target or an objective, in the beginning, it's always hard because you don't have any momentum built up. You got to get a win, a W. And so say, for example, your goal is to make 10 sales this upcoming week in whatever you're doing. Um, I think the first one or two or three sales will be the hardest, you know, just because, you know, you're, you're, you're still a little uncertain. There's a little bit of doubt. You're, you know, you haven't really been doing it. You know, you see, so you feel a little out of whack. And then once you get that one sell, two sell, three sell, and then you pick up momentum, then it, 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 it engages your commitment even further. Your emotions are connected to it now. Now you, there's a reward, uh, mechanism going on. So you're even more motivated it's like a shark in the water that, that tastes blood. Now it really wants to attack, right? So you got to just start. You know, it will, The first thing you got to do is set the target. What your, what's your target? Boom, there's my target. That's my goal. And then you got to just start and just knock it down. And then once you do that, you'll start building up momentum. And so to me, momentum is the strongest strategy, period. So you have to build momentum. How do you build momentum? You just start. Take action. You just start. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You just start. You just start, and then you get a win. You everyone needs W's. You gotta yeah. you gotta get wins, man. If you don't get a win, it's just it sucks, right? Yeah. So, well, I feel like when you're taking action, you're taking control of your personal life and your personal health. It does roll over to your business life because absolutely. Since you're planning out your day. Let's plan out your business, you know, and everything that you need to do for the day um, and your tasks. You know, you want to make sure that you get them checked off, you yes. know. It kind of tightens everything up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so with relationships, I think that also helps a lot, too. I feel like, you know, I, I've been in relationships where the other person wasn't very confident and their life was not put together. You know, I feel like confidence in general does help you kind of round out your life and put it put it together you know you you you're put together yes and, yeah and it gives you direction yeah and yeah. i found when i've been in situations where there wasn't confidence involved on the other side you know especially for a woman you know that is an entrepreneur it can be a little difficult for men to handle that <laughs> just because it's not the norm right you know um so you know sometimes i've had situations where i was expected to be at the dinner table every day at 6 p.m and I, that's just not the lifestyle that i can do you know right. there's sometimes that i'm showing houses or enlisting appointments till 8 p.m right and then after that i have to do paperwork until 10 p.m right and then after that, I have to follow up with my emails, you know? Right. And so he didn't really understand that at all, you know? And so he, because he didn't have um, self-confidence, it made him very insecure, you right. know? And so then that leaked into, you know, negative things, and then we had to break it off, right, you right, know? Right. And so I just feel like confidence can affect all areas of your life, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, if you don't have confidence, you don't have certainty, if you don't have certainty, that means doubt. To me, when you don't have certainty, it's like a door that's like just barely, you know, open, right? And so doubt can get in. And once doubt gets in, it clouds your mind, it clouds your thought process, it clouds your decision making. 
that gives you low confidence. Yeah. You know? So I think, um, yeah, it, it, it leaks over into your other aspects of your life, relationships, business, spiritual, whatever, you know, whatever subject matter it is. It could really become an issue, an issue for you. So, yeah, confidence is, is, is very, very important because it's going to solidify everything in your life. Yeah. So what would be your favorite tools or tech that you use to build your confidence? Once again, I'm not a big tech guy right now. Uh, so, man, I mean, you know, just set your goals. Yeah. You got to have clarity on your goals. Well, do you use any tech for goal setting? I write my goals down. Okay. Once in the morning, once at night. Old school. Old school. Um, I have affirmations, you know. Now, I mean, look, I don't look in the mirror and, and, and you know, stare at myself, but <laughs> I repeat certain affirmations. Um, I clearly state my values, my, my, my philosophy, my principles, my mission for the year. You know, to me, if, if someone says, hey, when, what's your goals for the end of the year? You should know them. You should be able to spit them off in detail. Everybody. And, and I think if you can do that, that gives you confidence. It doesn't matter. You have to, it doesn't mean you have to have everything figured out. You don't. It doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, you know, a, a superstar in every aspect of your life. But it's just you got to know where you're going. And to me, that gives you confidence. And even in, in, in situations in dark days where things seem unclear and uncertain and things are a little rocky, if you know where you're going, at the bottom of your core, you're confident. That's the only way you're going to overcome uncertainty. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, I feel like you um, you do a good job with with overcoming um, some of the challenges that come up in in the real estate investing side. For me, on the re- retail real estate side, um, I use I especially train my team to use apps. For them to be able to help clients on the fly, you know. So okay. when they're showing houses, a lot of times the biggest thing that a client's um, fear for moving forward is money. Money, right. <laughs> you know. They're like, "Oh, can I afford this? I don't know," you know. And so we use apps where we can tell them, "Look, let me enter it in right now, and I will tell you how much your payment's going to be for this house," you know, with the this tax rate. And um, this HOA, you know, and so we use our title company's app a lot. I used to use a different one, but it's not working anymore. So I guess they stopped doing it. But um, that's definitely one of the biggest things. And then also we do seller net sheets right there on the app for listing appointments. Because, again, the only reason holding a seller back from actually listing his house is the money. Right. So you got to give them the facts right away, you know, so they can see what they're dealing with. What are the numbers going to be? Right. And I mean, is is you know, money's important, but I, it goes back to that wh- really what is it? It's it's certainty. Mm-hmm. Right? So whenever you use those apps, it's 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 creating certainty for the seller, or it's creating certainty for the buyer. And they know even if the numbers aren't exactly what they wanted, at least they know. Yeah. And you then know? they can make a decision. And they can make a decision. Absolutely. Yep. And I would say other tools. I, I do have some apps that I use on my phone. There's one called Calm that gives you a, a great quote or affirmation for the day. And then it's supposed to tell you to meditate. 
Okay. And I think meditating can give give you confidence. Absolutely. Actually, just taking five minutes to pretend you're taking a nap with your eyes shut is amazing. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what meditating is to me, I guess. Yeah. Nap, nap time. It's hard for me to sit still. So I pretend I'm taking a nap with my eyes closed, <laughs> but I'm awesome. not falling asleep. I'm like, okay. And, and I use that a lot when I'm, you know, trying to make a decision about something and I'm unsure of, you know, and then you'll find that the answer comes right out, you know, and then I can be confident moving forward with it. Right. You, well, sometimes you just need to clear your mind. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I agree. So we actually took a Facebook poll. And we asked everybody, um, what affects your confidence more, your client's support or your peer's support? And the everyone that res- voted or responded said that it affects their confidence more coming from their peers, not their clients, which was interesting to me because I was thinking, wow, people are more worried about their peers and what their peers think than their client. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Like, shouldn't you worry more about what your client thinks than what your peers think? Well, yeah, I mean, I from a business standpoint, for sure. But I think it goes back to, I mean, that's that social, you know, that social thing, right? Do you think that maybe if, if somebody, if a client's upset, that's kind of an expected thing? Oh, it, it's the client or something, and so then their confidence isn't affected. Is that it? Or yeah, I mean, well, and it's less personal. Maybe you know, because when it's your peers, maybe there's a there's that relationship thing. So yeah, it, it becomes more personal, and people take it more personal. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, I you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough question. I was surprised to see that everyone said peers, but I can see why. You know, because. You know, when you're dealing with your peers, you wanna you wanna impress them. You wanna maintain a good be- business relationship with them. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's interesting. You know, and I think people care. I guess more about their what they what their peers think because there's that their personal relationship that's involved, and so people take you know take it more personal. And I think in business sometimes it's easy to detach. You know, and uh, it's just a client. You don't have that personal relationship. I also think, you know, like that story I was sharing about the guy that had a lot going on. It wasn't about me. And so I think that's that's true. Like, you know, maybe it does. It didn't affect my confidence at all because I knew that it wasn't about me. Mm. But when your peers are are there, it is kind of about you, you know, Because if they're spending time with them, you're talking to them, you're um, doing business with them. Right. You, you don't want to do or say anything to burn any bridges, you know, or offend anyone, you know. Yeah. Um, we actually had a luncheon the other day, and the speaker was teaching us about social media. And it was interesting because she was talking about how people... A lot of people talk about politics and very controversial topics um, on social media. Yes. And it's just really probably not the best place to do it when you're dealing with your peers and your clients because they may not have the same viewpoints as you. And it right. all falls back to what we were talking about earlier, 
with, you know, respecting everybody to have their own perception and that everyone deserves, everyone is valuable enough to have their own perception, you know, and whether their environment is causing them to have that perception or, you know, the people that they're hanging out with or the family that they grew up with. I mean, sometimes they can't help it. Right. So, you know, it's, it's what they, that's what they think. It's what they believe. Right. And it's okay. You know, that's all they know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, you know, there's a proper place to have those conversations and, and I mean, uh, who knows? It's all I know, you know, in in this situation with with the environment and everything that I've grown up with, you know, there's so much more out there in the world to yes. see yeah, and to learn. Well, and I think that's why just, uh, you know, this kind of goes back to the previous podcast, but just adopting that mindset of I'm a student. Yeah. You know, I don't really know anything. I know what I know in my little world, but the world is so big, man, you know, mm-hmm. and if you really want to even scale it out even more, there's billions of galaxies just like ours. <laughs> so look, I ain't got nothing figured out. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what's going on tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think just taking that approach, man, it makes you feel better and, and uh, takes the pressure off you, you know? Yeah. So I also talked to a another realtor and I was asking them, you know, what are you dealing with in conf- with confidence issues? And they they basically said that they had issues when they were a new agent, of course. And then also um, they said they struggled in speaking up and standing up for themselves. And they would try to avoid confrontation. Okay. And I think a lot of times we deal with that when we're negotiating with another agent because sometimes we can take it personal, right, with the way that the agent reacts, you know? And um, I think when you have confidence, you know, with your client, I always tell my team, like, when you're negotiating, you're just on a train. And, you know, trains can't stop very easily. So you just need to keep on going with your client's best interests until they stop you. You know, and actually we always ask twice until they stop me twice. Then I'm like, okay, they're not going to go any further. Right. Right. That's the mindset you need to have. And so a lot of times, um, you know, sometimes agents can get a little personal and then they get confrontational. So how do you handle that confidence, you know, um, strength, you know, like how do you keep your confidence in those situations? Um, Yeah, I I mean. I think just I think experience in dealing with situations like that, and then also just also knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, I mean, it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be perfect. You, you just all you can do is control what you can control. And if um, if you know if if someone's uncomfortable in a certain conversation, you can't control the other person, and you can't dictate what they're going to say or how they're going to respond. But I think really where confidence is born is the ability to be able to say what you needed to say and be detached from what their response is, you know? Um, So say, for example, it's, you know, you're you're with a client and, uh, you know, you don't ask for the sale or you don't or whatnot. The only regret you're going to have is that you didn't ask for it or you could just swing the bat, you know? The other day I was door knocking. I just dropped off contracts to people. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> You're like, ooh, hopefully they'll sign it. Why not? <laughs> Seriously. I had a contract filled out. I went to this house. I, I've been to this house multiple times. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to show up with a contract. Now, that's pretty confident. It's not. It's it's just swinging the bat. Yeah. You know? It's not. It's just, look, I might as well just swing the bat. Yeah. You know? So I wrote the contract out for the price. I signed all my portion of, of it, and I, and I put an X where they needed to sign. And, and that was it. You know? I mean. Has anyone sent it back to you signed? No. <laughs> no, not yet. This was two days not ago, yet. so I'm still holding hope. Okay, well. I'm going to call them again tomorrow. <laughs> We'll find out next week. And I'll, I'll, I'll show up again with a contract, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, just I think just swing the bat, man. Just swing the bat. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. So, I think that it was just an interesting topic to talk about. I feel like a lot of people are not very comfortable talking about confidence or they don't want to admit that maybe they don't feel confident every moment. But I feel like we all can relate we all are hard on ourselves. We're our own worst critic. So, um, you know, next week we're going to be talking about motivation and what motivates us to stay busy and stay productive and, and keep our businesses thriving. And so we look forward to hearing your questions and comments so we can answer them when we record it next week. And we'll talk to you next time. 